Hello everybody and welcome to another bonus episode of the Headspace Podcast where we break down newish hip-hop albums track by track to give the thoughts and opinions that strike us as we go through each song and you know every song's about something so whatever you think about that's what we try to talk about uh keeping in mind that there's normally more than just a me, so when I say we, it's a little habitual, but my name is Holden Stefan Roy, or HSR, and today I will be running through the Rico Nasty Anger Management album. So if you want to skip the intro bit, you can check the description of this video where you'll be able to see when I talk about each song on the project. In the meantime, I wanted to let you know that I recognize that I am... Um, I'm not like the most professional or opinion in hip hop that should be taken the most seriously in regards to like being an authoritative figure. On the other hand, I do feel like I'm doing pretty well as being a student of the culture to like understand and just see what's out there. So the goal of this channel fundamentally is to look at these new albums that are coming out every week and also simultaneously to explore the history of the old and classic albums just to kind of see what's dope. And and what's not and why people like certain things and and just to try to come to like good conclusions about what's dope and not not to say that i understand it but i can't tell you what i like or what i thought was interesting about a project and we can discuss in the comments what you think about anything really because that's that's like the fun part of youtube it's not even so much making the video it's talking to y'all in the comments that's turned out to be my favorite part because usually the people coming to the videos know more than i do so they teach me a whole bunch of shit but I like to to read my favorite comment on last week's video and so for the bonus episodes I just decided to pull uh, comments I liked from any episode really and uh, we talked about very recently Tyler the Creator's Igor album and on that review we got a comment from DJ Tim Space King and the reason I brought this up is because I have like this curiosity about the way people feature uh, artists on albums uh, the order of it like the rules to it which do not seem to be a hundred percent clear so tyler the creator chose not to feature anybody in terms of publishing the featured artist on the project to that and i had commented on it that it's not my favorite especially with my reviewer hat on on the other hand hit uh we can look at his point which is there's other artists who don't put feature on the album because he's not the only one you just got to enjoy the music tyler said it's not like the other albums because there's fans that'll be like i want bastard i want goblin other albums because fans are are spoiled and um I can appreciate where he's coming from. The idea that by not knowing who's on the album per se, you're not really having any expectations. You can just kind of like close your eyes and enjoy it, which is added to the global point because, as he pointed out, people do have expectations and preferences for what they want. And and so I thought that was a really cool comment and really insightful in regard to something we had talked about, something that like adds to it because I believe that most of us tend to take a little glance at the comment section as we're watching videos just to see what other people have to say so having these like really well thought out comments just makes me like feel kind of proud that this is what we're able to contribute to this whole situation um so i look forward to seeing what y'all have to say before we jump into it i want to just give a special thanks to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado dj black hurricane linda williams and uh jonathan barnes sorry about that we'll talk a bit about it at the end of the episode on that note it's time for us to get into talking about rico nasty and kenny beats's project anger management 
And at this part of the show, I like to contextualize uh, how familiar I am with a particular artist. And just to give you like that kind of context, because I think if you understand where I'm at listening to this project, you're going to take a, a, a certain you're going to keep that in mind, I suppose, as you go through this review, because if I don't, I come off like, yo, I know everything and I'm the coolest motherfucker ever. And then I say whatever I say in the comments after I know that you will uh, go to your way to put me in my place. So rather than that, I take the, the more humble approach and just let you know what's up. And I feel like it's important if you've been a fan of Rico Nasty since her first like song you and you've been like bumping her for the last couple of years and you've been rooting for for her and you know you get to this point where she drops this project you're going to be feeling a certain way about it happy sad you know like is it the direction you want her to go in all sorts of you know thoughts that are going to be in your version of the conversation my version of the conversation is um i was watching state of the culture and scratty beam had uh, commented on how we should uh, support more black women and i realized uh with this whole album review thing we do not have a good percentage of men to women in general, let alone black women. So um, I just decided as I was thinking about it. And like I look at Scotty Beam's Twitter because I think she's really interesting to follow. It's just somebody with like ideas that I don't ever think about. So I think it's handy to like see what she has to say. Even, even if I might not be the person she thinks is listening, I don't know. But I find her fascinating, and I really enjoy the conversations on State of the Culture, so I feel like it inspired me. And I went and looked up uh, female albums that had come out this year, and I came up with the Lizzo album review which for Cause I Love You, which we just put out recently, and then this Rico Nasty and Kenny Beats Anger Management. So on that note, if there are other great female projects that have come out in 2019 that you feel should be covered, I think I would like to go out of my way to cover a few more over the next little bit and, and just try and show some love in that direction. Um, so if you want to just tell me what your favorites were that came out, let's say within the last year, we'll put it to that frame and uh, you can, then we can just try and uh, you know do those reviews and see what's up. I mean... I don't think I have any clout to really push new shit, but like just like maybe 20 people that would actually be exposed to it. So like for those 20 people, like we, we can uh, educate. Uh, but on that note, I don't know who Rico Nasty is really, only that she's a name I've seen kind of come up recently. And I don't know who Kenny Beats is. And I didn't, I mean, I looked them up briefly. There isn't a whole bunch of information yet. But uh, what really appealed to me was the sound of this project. So I didn't just like blindly pick it. I put on the first song or two and I was like, whoa, what is this? Plus, I'm not going to lie for uh, the amount of like time it takes to review an albums. The 18 minute length on this project was also pretty appealing. So I was like, it's short and it sounds very invigorating. I must cover this project. Um, on that note, it's called Anger Management. When you look at her face, <clears throat> and it's almost like 
we have like her third eye opened up with a mouth like it's just screaming out like what's coming out of her mouth it's almost like some prophetic vision or some super insight like you know because of that whole third eye mythos that comes around it but like the look on her face is fucking fierce like she's ready to go with some cool ass like makeup coloring that i don't know she just looks like she's ready to go i know the camera's here but like her face is over there for me so i'm you know anyway um i'm pretty raw with this shit uh anyway i like the the look of it she looks powerful she looks ready to go but she also looks like she'll take you to fuck out if you like mess with her just like from the cover alone um you got both the artist names and this drippy fonts on the bottom and i think that's cool because the real focus is the title anger management at the top which kind of overarches her and it's like it makes me curious you know like what is this project going to be about this lady maybe has some powerful emotions and i kind of want to hear what they are so on that note without further ado uh i'm gonna start but let's set this off with the track cold um like i said i had like no fucking idea what this shit was gonna actually sound like so it starts off and you just hear hey you there aren't you tired of the same old thing at every day every minute every second everybody everything and then like the beat or she screams out kenny who's like the producer and the song starts but like right at the beginning it introduces this album in a way that I think is meant to to manage your expectations, but with some like really good, well thought out reasoning behind it. So as you'll know, if you've heard this song, it's quite out there in terms of the production work. So I think she's letting you know right off the jump that musically she's trying to subvert the typical expectations of what we're all supposed to do instead she's going out of her way to to maybe break the norms because the truth is so much shit just sounds the same i know that in many people's camps they tend to maybe just like the same thing a lot and maybe i've become a bit of a snob in my desire to hear new and different shit as opposed to just hearing the same thing and stuff like there's a lot of people that are deemed really popular or very distinct that are really just reintroducing tried old styles to a new generation but for like the older crowd it has like a nostalgia factor but it sounds fresh and for like the younger crowd it's just like wow this is new because they haven't heard the older shit so considering the honesty in hip-hop in terms of lyrics these days in the pop sphere i don't mean in the underground or with the legit folk i mean in general how the more pop side positions themselves um flashy shit tends to stick better than legitimate stuff is a good way to put it so i can kind of appreciate just her mindset right at the beginning where to me i i agree so much shit sounds the same you hear a lot of new stuff and i feel like we cherry pick some albums that tend to sound really good but in a lot of cases it's like the classic sounds being redone now and it sounds dope but like the actually like distinct out there completely new shit there's not that many people doing it because it's not that marketable and it's not that easy to push product in a in the youtube era you might think it is but with the youtube era you're playing the algorithms so you'll see like all these talented artists that basically make the same style diss songs and the same style trend hoppy shits and it's like authenticity isn't necessarily rewarded 
I don't know. This 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 review might be tangential. That's something I do. But all of that is what I was thinking about right off of the very beginning. And usually that's a really good sign in my opinion. It then kicks in with this crazy ass beat that's just all over the fucking place in terms of like this industrial kind of meets hip hop super awesome almost new metal-y sound which is great because i keep wanting new metal to come back so to see people doing stuff that's like in the same vein as like new metal truly makes me happy so i was already sold because she hit my 31 year old ass's nostalgia factor by pulling into this resurgence that i've been praying is gonna happen for like i don't know 10 years so thank you rico nasty you got me very happy and the song's barely started um the way she raps has this aggressive yelliness to it but it isn't like inaudible screaming i know some people may hear that because that's just what they want to hear per se but i feel like she enunciates super clearly her flow is so well timed on point i mean she's she's a, a really talented rapper from what i understand her dad is a rapper and she's been at this for a very long time and what i can say is while she's young you can feel the years of practice and experience in being a vocalist coming through so i'm like duly impressed with her flow and her skill and just her ability to while maintaining this more aggressive screamy voice sounding crisp as fucking day and that's a that's a that's a truly cool thing lyrically it's flossy and aggressive um it'd be the same thing just on a different day this ain't no bud this shit ain't gonna fade away because like she goes in and she she comes hard and whatnot and unlike a, a pile of marijuana which is super lovely at first and then the more you like consume it the smaller the pile gets or if you want to compare that to a flashy hit a good example of that would be post malone's rock star in my life that shit when it came out for maybe three to four months it was a giant pile of weed to me and then um it faded away and whereas this this rico nasty shit that we're supposed to be getting here is not gonna behave like that i'm I, I think she's right. I think this is going to go way more into hate or to love it territory. But if you love it, this is going to be something you're going to want to go back to because it really sounds fucking proper. It's like if new metal-esque music was being created with 2019's dope-ass flows and shit. But with like, it's, it's so cool. Um, no one went fade away. Shots like a fade away. Smile in a hater's face. Watch what the fuck you say. I got some crazy ways. Do it like Simon says. Look at my diamond stance. Born in a lion's den. It's flashy. It's got a flow to it that's actually dope. Like she's basically trumping what. Like, like this in my opinion is better written than a lot of the, the more poppy shit that you'll see. Because there's a, to me there's a, if you're going to do flashy rhymes. You can do like the one liner shit. Or you can do the kind of keeping it going so that like the first line of shit's gonna fade away kind of sounds cooler when she uses multiple versions of how fade away works it like amplifies the rhyme and then to maintain the rhyme scheme to flip it to smile in a hater's face to let you know that like this is gonna be her reaction her attitude watch what the fuck you say a little bit of a warning you know and then i got some crazy ways but like when she's saying it over this music with this tone of voice and shit it's hella like believable compared to like take take like an imposing migo song and i i don't mean to like throw shots but 
like I'm gonna come fuck you up for the bag. Like that shit just is not energetic or really impulsive. I mean, you know what? I'm not saying they won't fuck me up for the bag. It's just the way they say it doesn't sound very tough. I'm like, you know, Rico Nasty over here who combined with the Kenny Beats has created an explosive like mosh pit banger that's just truly delightful to listen to. I mean, the chorus is dope. She can try, but she don't compare. When I pull up, you know it's me. Ain't none of these bitches cold as me. Cross you just like a rosary. I can't, like, say that any of that's, like, insightful or, like... And when I say insightful, I mean it's not deep. It's not unique. It's not, like, anything more than what other people are saying. Except that I believe her. Whereas I don't necessarily believe other people. And that's important to me. Maybe it's just a gut feeling, but, like... I feel like at a certain point, you can just tell by the combination of how it, it just sounds when they spit it and the writing. Like, she is aiming to be real as fuck. And she made a wrestling fucking line. Riding in a Maserati like Scotty, I'm with two hotties. I mean, now she's clicked up and making wrestling puns. I'm just like, this is clever. Um... And she's young, so I'm sitting there going, holy fuck, man. By the time she's, like, 32, just imagine, like, the type of shit she's going to be banging out. This is, like, really exciting music to me. Um, I like the hook. None of these bitches cold as me, me, me. Like, it's something to sing along to. It's extremely catchy. Gets stuck in your head. The beat's alive. And the song is short. But considering it's two and a half minutes... Typically what you would get from like this kind of shorter structure is something more in the ballpark of like I don't know old town road where like you get a four line hook and like eight lines of a verse That's really like four of her lines and then she's really filling this out and giving you a lot of like content to fuck around with and to like spit it out immaculately like this is a really dope track. I'm really enthralled with it I'm not 100% sure if I'm just hit with a nostalgia feel or not. I feel like it's it's just a 4.35 on 5. It's extremely well made, but I know that once the new metal excitement I get past it, I'm going to be like, this is good for like... Like I was playing Skyrim while I was listening to this album because I have a Switch and I was shooting barbarians and shit. And this is really good gaming music is is definitely somewhere in my life or like that higher energy moment. So I could see myself cycling on my way to work and just screaming this shit out. You know, it's, it's got a great purpose in life. Anyway, it flows seamlessly into the next song, which is called Cheat Code. So this starts off with some shit that like it was a rabbit hole for me. So I click on this genius annotation to explain where this sample is from. Like, this is some professional like, and this shit is in different areas. What the fuck? This ain't no homemade. Uh, and then you're like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I guess it's something people know about because it's it's right here in this song so thankfully genius annotator person uh filled this out uh this sample is taken from the third season of love and hip-hop atlanta and this explains to me why i do not know what this is i have never watched love and hip-hop during a scene in which the two cast members, Erica Dixon and Ariane Davis, watch fellow castmate Mimi Faust's sex tape, Mimi and Nico, Scandal in Atlanta, released by Vivid Entertainment. 
I know what Vivid Entertainment is. They do make a higher-end porn production quality. Uh, so that makes sense. I also watched this clip for about a minute of these two ladies watching it, and it was very dramatic the way one of them like threw the laptop down, and it was almost like they'd never seen porn before. I didn't really understand the, the reaction. I guess it's good TV, but... I mean, it seemed like a very strong reaction to people shooting a porn in your house. Or maybe I'm just really not phased by that personally. Um, either way, a fun fact is that there was this I am disgusted meme or whatever that came from this. And it literally was used in Final Fantasy XV as part of the dialogue. They just throw in her I am disgusted as a little Easter egg. And I thought... That was incredible that that journey that I went down was worth my time because it was really great to learn all that shit. Um, anyway, the song kicks in and it's cool. It follows suit in like another crazy little chaotic exploration. It's another like two minute little experience, but she packs so much into this two minutes that it's worth more than another person's three and a half, four minute song just because while it's almost like it's two minutes only because the tempo is so fast and otherwise would be like a three minute track um i think it's so dope people keep trying to test my gangster pull up on a block with a mask like jason i don't really got no patience i can never wait on a person to come save me this pussy gonna drive you crazy riding a new all black mercedes it's not like she's saying anything new here but what she is saying sounds fly like it just sounds cool with her again like distinct sounding voice and i mean if there's gonna be moments where you want that like more vapid style of hip-hop where you just want to put something on to pump you up and make you feel a certain way i'm not gonna lie this rico nasty shit makes me feel more excited and pumped up than a lot of stuff i've heard that's supposed to pump you up like it's just got this energy that i'm really feeling um I don't know. All these bitches want to sound like Rico. Big money never had a Chico. Bitch, I bought hard. No free throw. Got my own money. I don't need yours. I love the independent style of it. I love how she's able to, to just sound like such a strong and independent person out there. And, like, you get the sense that she really studied, like, the OG culture of how you're supposed to be according to, let's say, the more golden era of hip-hop culture and is almost embodying the spirit of that in an unapologetic i don't give a fuck kind of way but where she doesn't really have to say she doesn't give a fuck you just know it by the, the swagger in the way she delivers her shit um i don't know the second verse is just as strong like treat you like gum spit you out if i am feeling you i just want to know why all these bitches so predictable i can never be typical don't come out the house unless i'm wearing something whimsical from where i made it out there looking like a miracle you know don't say shit you don't mean because i'm literal it's like you get the sense of her personality bluntly real over the top self-aware of her personality understanding that it's her personality that's almost like the attractive part of who she is like i'm gonna follow her on twitter i want to see what the fuck's up i saw her learning how to do the old town road dance with lil nas x because that was a recent tweet that was happening um Either way, she runs on through. She goes, no more motel, eating on oxtail, bitches on my coattail, singing to the money like I was Adele. It's just this, first of all, oxtail is pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to having more. There's a great little Caribbean place by my crib that is, the roti was the bomb. Um, and then, yeah, she's just like, 
she just sounds so like powerful in the sense that she's on this grind and if you really just consider her ability to produce if she can keep at this for like the next 10 years holy shit like she's gonna have a little empire and stuff anyway it's pretty dope and then i uh, yeah i don't know i like it i gave this one another 4.35 i thought it was pretty equal to the last song pretty hype pretty got me going on that note i hope nobody thinks that i'm hating it's almost like she wanted to like use this album as like a calling card to a cope with certain aggression and put it down in like a, a productive way i'm just taking an assumption from the album title i mean it's good to take your emotions and vent them out through rap i mean that's half the purpose of making art in my opinion um but she takes the dirt on your shoulders beat which is a fly fucking beat and i feel like on this track instead of maybe doing some more experimental stuff she kind of goes in a more classic direction on it and just shows that hey look i'm doing this the entire time yeah i got bitches on my dick and i ain't even got a dick that's a fair start man because yo like i'm sitting here going she's fucking talented and shit and she she can just spit that line and it completely works because i'll bet that's how people are she doesn't even need one she's fly as fuck she's in that sphere of uh of being gucci uh yeah i know i get him sick i saw your person on my hip this money in a gucci clip you know that i don't ever trip just got back from another trip no acrobat i make it flip i mean that's pretty dope it's not like gain it's like this isn't super deep but it's really solid wit it's really flowy it's like the type of shit you want to put on when you're just trying to ride in your car and feel a little bit gangster in suburbia um I, I, i'm not gonna lie that's that's when i would feel like just sitting in traffic you know trying to look a little bit cool like on my cycle i like to like pretend i can dance and shit while i'm biking that's what this is it's just bump to it but meanwhile like her writing game and her pen is completely on point she's saying dope shit she's making it rhyme and like it's cohesive and it keeps flowing like this whole verse is about how fucking dope she is so keep that shit in mind when you think about i me i know what i'm doing you ain't gotta keep an eye on me i'd be counting money like how to be counting calories like that that's sick man it's like other people than who she's comparing to the people who are jealous of her and shit are living lifestyle a this more typical maybe female lifestyle where she's living lifestyle b which is on that paper chase doing the grand shit doing it proper i got her mad at me 21 make 20,000 a show that's your salary smoking green like celery i mean yeah if she's pulling 20,000 a show and she's making this happen hats off you completely fucking deserve that shit it's fucking dope i just hype i mean if you're feeling like a boss bitch go on go to the club leave that at home if you got your own shit you ain't ever gotta listen to them girl be, be hating on bitches you know these be hating on bitches and i think it's cool the way she kind of jacked the concept of pimping turned it into like boss bitch and attached the freeloading types and almost gives the ladies their own version of this shit to anthem to which is is pretty fucking powerful like i'm the one with the sauce and that's so easy to see i got him in the house wondering how it was easy for me i went from one bedroom apartments in the trenches to waking up and it's versace all on my pillows i just don't get it it's like you hear that and it really does remind me of the people who came from like this struggle of a situation they now have some dope shit going on they can't understand why their friends are hating on them 
why people are so jealous of them so on the one hand they're like yo it's so clear to me that i'm dope these are the rewards of my success why the fuck is you being jealous i don't know i really like how it ends with uh, i knew the bitches were roman i pulled up on the bitches but it's okay because i know the game and i play my position and it's like you really get the sense that just from hearing these three songs that she's a woman who completely understands how the marketing works what her brand is about the path that she's paving into this hip-hop game like the whole future is like you can just see she's got that vision and i think it's really cool and it's really inspiring to listen to this one i liked more this one i thought was like okay the first two it was kind of experimental and dope and i wasn't 100 sure if i would like it all the time but like i'll be honest i like this shit pretty strong up there i don't want to say like i mean the original is pretty next level but like for an alternative twist over that beat this this did the justice i was hoping it would do on that note the uh next song is about big titties i mean i don't really know what her older music sounds like so i don't really know what version of whatever stuff is going to be like her more traditional sound but we went from the old school car maybe vibe into it situation to the strip club definitely we're in the strip club with this sound uh i'm not hating it i'm just saying that's where we are now this one uh features uh, it says bauer and earth gang and then on genius it says johnny venus and dr dot and i don't really know who's who so i'm gonna go with uh who genius says is spitting the verses but right off the jump you get the sense that like this is a very pro like sexuality but like in a blunt and dope ass way right like yeah your ass fat but you a whack attack see the money you can't wait to latch skirting off ain't talking quickie talking get me out here atmosphere dinosaur battleship that'll teach your ass a lesson sorry well that part's definitely about don't come after me in front of money and then describing how it may like he doesn't want to pay for sex okay it's understandable like there is probably a certain degree of ladies who approach you and say have some cash that just want to fuck you for your money meanwhile what you really want to do is fuck them because you're a, a porn star superstar with the magic dick and you want your ego to like be satisfied because you gave her amazing orgasm skills over your super powerful prowess as a dude um which you can see with i could hit the cookie right and make your body curl up got the pussy purring cat calling to me clitter that was actually that's a great line got the pussy purring cat calling to me and like wave like how cat calling works that that's actually just it's a sick line clitoris in one half feline in the other because you know like you're working on it he's he's fingering her adequately he's giving her proper pleasure simultaneously make the whole household nut up send you back to your mother's cop cutting shut up i don't pee coat bitches bow for me like rico anyway he knows how to please a lady and that's what it's about but i evidently doesn't want to have a quickie or doesn't want and if i'm misinterpreting this i am sorry this is just what i got from it because whatever and it just kind of feels like he doesn't want to do the the money or i don't really care anymore i'm gonna move on to the next verse so i don't keep ramenating either way it's really dope and i really enjoy listening to it and the second verse follows suit like all these fuck crackers why bitches don't trust people i'm the one she hit up the minute she done with you she can't get a taste i never been vanilla i like that because you know all the other guys out there are very boring in the intercoursing game 
And uh, once the lady was done with the boring guy, she realized she was not satisfied and had to come over to him, which probably makes his ego feeling very good because it's very nice if a person goes, yo, that guy didn't satisfy me. I require you to satisfy me. As, as a male, I know that that is a great thing to hear. So I appreciate where he's coming from on this shit. Um, yeah, I like the vanilla part because if you're not, vanilla is like when you're boring in sex and so he's not boring and he will do some some shit like lick her asshole uh you ain't pull her peep the bio and book her like matilda because that attitude out try to get her boot up got you anyway it flows in through um and i really do like sorry at the end of the first verse i forgot about this i like when he goes i just play with your front hole and your back hole i really like that that is the cheat code um and if the lady's open-minded that is a nice cheat code it is a good time uh, and so i just i like how blunt it is i like how fun it all makes it and like the object isn't so much about his pleasure but it is about her pleasure in the same way the second verse kind of does the same thing it's like he is an excellent in bed but it's because he's doing shit like diving into the pussy head verse uh if you ain't gonna let that bitch finish my white start so it's like really enforcing the idea that so instead of just having an ego about being good in bed you also require the technique to pull it off and to satisfy the lady and ensure that she gets the pleasure that she deserves given the intercourse that she is providing you which is a good service i might sound a little bit sarcastic or whatever but i'm just trying to be creative with how i describe this shit i'm actually really feeling the message of the song it makes total sense and it's actually really cool because if we can show people how we can talk about sex without being misogynistic and shit, then we can start talking about sex again because right now it's fucking weird. And so I'm really proud of like hearing this type of shit because it's pretty dope. Like it sounds like these dudes really care about the lady. And then Rico Nasty comes in with that third verse. Oh, on the chorus, she's just flossing like, uh, they do it now, but I then did catch me at the show signing up on some big titties. Pull up on who must be kidding. I'm going to go and get it. That's the only mission. And she just sounds flossy, fucking dope. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't describe how much I feel like her energy really appeals to me. Uh, the third verse is great. You hoes can't pull it off like me. Talk like me. You bet you want to be the boss like me. All these hoes want to sauce like me. Floss like me. Walk in the club with no ID. Um, shit. The way she flows that, it actually kind of sounds like in the real uh, Slim Shady. It's like, all these people want to talk like me. Walk like me. You know, like that little part. She kind of sounds like that as she's spitting it. Um, I'm so icy to keep on biting on me. And it's interesting how she's establishing herself as like a trend-setting role, something that other people want to uh, copy. So at the end of the day, her value is this high. She also goes, I'm so super califragilistic expialidocious. And so I wondered what the fuck that would mean. And I made that little effort. Roughly translated, we can say that that word, if we take the sum of its parts and break it down, stands for atoning for educability, educability which is defined as your ability to learn through delicate beauty. So in a sense, it's like I would interpret that as meaning you're making up for not learning through being hot. And I don't know, or maybe you're, you're actively learning 
through delicate beauty. It's, it's just an interesting line. I, I wonder how many people sat there and said, wait a second, what does I'm so super califragilisticexpialidocious actually mean? So and I just wanted to say it again because I don't often get to say that word. You wonder why your life suck? It's because you ain't focused. Don't give that boy the pussy if you know he ain't worth it. You, he, ain't, he ain't earned it. You worth way more than a Birkin. It's just like, holy shit. She's telling the ladies, close, not, not in a disrespectful way, but like, close it up unless the guy is actually worth your time. Maybe a nice bag looks real good at the beginning when, you, when you're young or something. But on the real, if you value yourself properly, you can find a partner who can help you establish some shit. I'm not trying to apply morals. Like, honestly, I don't care what people do. You want to fuck a thousand dudes, I'm going to respect you the same as if you were banging, like, one dude religiously. And I think monogamy can also be, it can be viewed both as overrated or completely the right way to approach it. I'm not trying to impose anything. I'm just commenting what pops into my head. But she seems to be implying that it's not so much about banging the guys it's about banging the wrong guys who aren't worth your time and i do think that maybe as people we should learn how to how to be promiscuous with wisdom like there's nothing wrong with promiscuity but maybe if you hang out with people who inspire you you end up creating dope arts like the super famous people who have lots of lovers as opposed to if you serial date people who use you and treat you poorly you might end up not in the best situation just just like a way to like look at that i digress i really like this song i think it's just as good as the last song so i gave it a 4.5 it's fucking fly on that note i think it's time from what i understand it to be Rico Nasty's first ever skit. It's the Nasty World skit. I mean, this just kind of sounds like a radio interlude. And given that this whole album is like 18 minutes, it kind of could be viewed as like a little all-encompassing radio program. Like, it's very easy to listen to this entire project in one sitting. So with that in mind, having this little mock uh commercially announcer breaking the up the program type thing it's kind of cool and it really works because it it fits the motif of what we've been listening to her like general style linguistically like there's tim and nasty ned and i'm not 100 percent sure who the fuck they are but this is rico nasty nasty world you think you got what it takes to get nasty you think you got what it takes your mother did that apple didn't fall far from the tree so it's like you know implying oh you think you whatever you're nasty and then it implies loosely that he fucked the mom and that is about to fuck the daughter because she's the same type of person i mean that's what i took is the implication it's a little comical it's a little nasty and then uh all right tim we're checking in with our nasty listeners out there be sure to keep that pussy popping until the police come knocking don't ever stop it up next nasty news with kenny beats this is nasty ned keep giving that nasty head sayonara folks and I had to uh, to co-sign the message of keep giving that nasty head. I thought that was that was fair. It's a good thing to encourage. But in general, this just sounded like really enforcing. Be shocking. Be yourself. Just just fucking go out there. Like I think it can be construed as maybe some bad shit or whatever. But it just kind of sounds like some good fun in the spirit of like pushing boundaries and whatnot. I like it, but. I'm also certain that I can listen to this album without ever hearing a skit again, and it's totally cool. I give it a 4.25. It's a well-made skit that's thought out, and it just feels like it's part of the project as you're playing it through. So it does its job well, and it doesn't get annoying. 
on that note the next track is called relative i feel like this one is also a little bit more for those like hip-hop head type old head types where you're just rapping in a more rap conventional sense it's not like super experimental and crazy the beat's smooth it's got like a piano kind of it's it's almost like you're you're waiting for story time the second it kicks in and she she doesn't like fail to kind of come in with a proper uh narrative i'd be getting money not everybody my relative right off the jump it's like something it's something that really like concerns me in my life like i'm not very close to a lot of people let's say somehow i have a hundred thousand subscribers in like two months i'm not very optimistic for that but let's say it happened i bet everybody would be talking to me like i'm cool all of a sudden when nobody gave a shit before so she's pulling 20 hours show a multiple show a year she pulling hella decent money at this point even with all expenses and shit probably that she has incurred she's doing quite well you could say and just the age-old idea that your like third cousin from timbuktu is going to show up and be like hey remember me you know like it's just you know they're all talking about it's all love like i don't know what jealousy is extra extra read all about it walked up in the club and i'm dressed so stylish what is this a skating rink because these bitches childish i just bought a new beamer truck it came with no mileage so it's like on the one hand her life has this success where she has accomplished the kinds of things that people just wish they could do like it takes a certain type of person uh, a certain level of wealth to be able to purchase the car and it actually be yours versus say renting it for the sake of a music video to like fake it till you make it and shit um i don't know this one just kind of presents shit like she is wealthy she has her click up and she kind of has no interest in the fake people that are now popping up all around her to like cash in on her little meal ticket so i thought this was a pretty legitimate and honest song i thought it was totally worth listening to um i gave it another 4.5 it's very short it's like a minute and 20 seconds um I don't know. I like this little outro. It says she does a lot of daydreaming, imagining herself as an extrovert that she is not. She goes over and over little events in her life, reliving the successes and suffering through her failures all over again. And that is something I could relate to. That is like ruminating and reflecting on your world. So I'm a bit of an awkward person and I struggle a lot with connecting to people properly so usually what will happen is i'll go throughout my day and then later on i will sit there and and spend significant time almost replaying all the key moments flashing over it trying to figure out what i did right wrong what's a win what's a loss what and, and to the extent where it's like you honestly relive all your successes while simultaneously you you kind of go through all your failures again and i thought that was really honest sounding and if you listen to the overall tone of their album and the overall point where she has this conflict in her life she must have all these interactions where she's forced to reflect and just almost wonder what the right thing to do was either way i think it's it's really well placed and it really follows this more pensive song and then in case it was gonna get too serious or too whatever she she does change the mood like this is like experimental trap i don't know if this is like a standard trap sound but definitely kind of has like the trap feel to it but with like some weirdness going on in the beat that i really like kind of excites me a little bit and and makes it 
just stronger than it would be without that little bit of experimentalness going on it's just like this more industrial kind of sound to it uh what i really really like about the verses to this song is that they do that back and forth thing like shoot from the ground got a grip on the k when you don't when you come to the trap put a break in your face that splurged the featured artist on this track so right there it's almost like yo okay so you, you you know if you come here we got a gun and if you fuck around we'll shoot you whatever i wasn't it's not really that i don't care about it it's just it's just flossy it's the kind of hard trappy shit that you would typically hear but then she comes in immediately after don't come around here you could get brace courtyard bag i got racks in the safe then he comes in like gotta come get your bitch because she's staying my way gotta stay with the stick guess i'm stuck in my ways now allow me to be clear in light of my potential hateristic uh, attitude here it's well written and it's actually really flowing proper and the way he enunciates got that like lazy lazy sounding kind of trap enunciation but he's he's really clear to me and he does it right and she just sounds like she bounces off of him extremely well you know and they both just kind of floss and they both just kind of follow through and that really almost standard what you would kind of expect kind of way and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean it like they do it better than a lot of other people in my opinion and then i like how it's like dudes is broke hoes too dudes cap got no loot you can get wrapped if you think and i'm cool pouring the juice trying to get in the mood i want your friend and you hop up the coop and i'm dripping like ooh, i got the sauce that they stuck out like some glue if she won't be if we gonna shoot on the roof i mean i don't really know that i can comment a lot on that except that they clearly feel that a lot of people are inferior to them but i kind of think rico nasty raps really well so i'm totally fine with listening to her like flow with this dude and i think he sounds proper too uh ultimately the second verse is the entire same kind of flow they just kind of rap back and forth like i really like when she goes uh i got the honey uh, my money way too blue i got that honey like winnie the pooh i mean come on the fact that you're able to take winnie the pooh get, eating honey and make that motherfucking hard is actually significantly dope in and of itself just because it's a good juxtaposition of some childish shit that she's making make sense uh like we playing dice you know we gonna shoot feeling like biggie bitch give me the loot that's nice throwing some homage to some inspirations and in people and showing that she can make puns i think that's important i think a lot of the younger ones don't do that shit where they let you know that they listen to the classics and respect it and it's a it's a sad thing and um it really should be done should it should you should be like paying that homage because it's cool these people started that shit and you're just moving it forward and it's fucking dope like that um i gave the song 4.4 i'd have given it a 4.5 if i'd have cared a little bit more about what they were rapping about but in general it's just another fly fun fucking song to listen to that i think is dope honestly so is the next one why don't we talk about sellout so this might be my favorite song on the project it's got a really cool like upbeat but still kind of really rich beat that just kind of creates this more positive vibe that maybe we've gotten through the rest of the project um the first line i'm the best at being me a lot of y'all can't relate well i can relate rico nasty i think that's why i like your music because that lyrics like that um she's unapologetically herself which means that she's not trying to copy some shit she's just doing herself in different ways 
and I can get that. I mean, I, I try to be unapologetically me, probably to my chagrin. If I faked it more, I'd have a lot more success in, in this little YouTube sphere and shit, but that's not really what I do. I figure at some point, being yourself is the right way to approach this. If all the talented motherfuckers spit it like that, that with the wisdom, and yeah, I made some mistakes and whatnot, but it's still really like a strong start. It lets you know that Rico is real. And I think that's a very important thing. Uh, the only thing I care about is food on my plate. Every time I hit the stage, it'd be a sold-out date. Remember back when I used to sit in line and wait. So she cares about achieving enough wealth to feed herself and her family and, you know, take care of some shit. And then, like, you know, if you look at the sellout line and realize she's talking about, you know, kind of selling out shows now and being kind of successful, uh, you know, pointing out the haters that are coming in. Now it's mine every time. Now it's mine. I take every time they hate. Man, these people don't know shit about the time it take. And I think that's something I touched on earlier. You can tell that she's put in a lot of time into this craft in a way where a lot of the younger ones maybe have not. You can't just start rapping and be that amazing at it after a couple of years sure you can pop out a flow or two but she's got like some deep ingrained in her level of flow that is hard to describe really but you can just tell that she understands like the math behind a flow and how to nuance that shit proper um but yeah so like when she's commenting on the haters here it's just to point out like they don't really get the effort that she's put in to be in the position of why she's got it this shit doesn't happen overnight you gotta put in a significant amount of time building equity for people to really care um try not to try to box me in i don't need no oxygen you can never leave me to die i was born to win just gotta love yourself don't worry about what everyone is doing or did you think you're down but you could get left don't worry about where everyone is going and been and i like how she's like saying focus on your world on your successes on how you can improve on how you can get there and if you worry and compare yourself to everyone else you're gonna go fucking nuts and if you try to be like everything else you're gonna go fucking nuts i don't know man this song has such a powerful flow and then when you get to that chorus yeah i might sell out but i ain't no sellout the kids stay around even though the door is let out had a lot of build up anger i had to let out lost a few friends me and my money never fell out that's a that's like a mission statement i might sell out the show but i stay true to myself and i'm not a sellout the kids feel that shit so they stick around because they want to meet me and shit how about a built-up anger that i had to let out a conducive way to like make a project is to let that anger out and to rap and to like create this positive outlet to do your own thing it's like she lost some friends because of success but you know she has money so that's a good friend of hers i mean that, that sounds like what it is like as you achieve real success in your world people will become jealous and shit ultimately you look at that second verse when she goes, the expression of anger is a form of rejuvenation. I'm screaming inside my head in hopes that I'm easing the pain, which makes you think back to the album cover. She's screaming out from inside her head. Memories in my brain thinking I'm going insane. Everyone knowing my name, but somehow I'm feeling the same. So with the success and all the things changing, she still has this frustration and she still needs this outlet and she still pushes it. She's it's just really like a fun song that it makes me feel better listening to it because I can relate to a lot of what she's describing here. Whereas the world changes and you feel the same kinds of things and you need you need to just get that shit out and just sometimes just nothing better than writing out some shit and letting it out and expressing it and then it, it helps a lot. 
I digress. I give this song a 5 on 5. It is fucking great. Like, if there's one song I can guarantee you I'm going back to on this project, it is this sellout track. And then it kind of ends with this shit where she goes, this has been course one of Rico Nasty's Anger Management Semen, and it just cuts into the next song, which is called Again. On the real, I'm not the biggest fan of this song. It is kind of more in that auto-tune, singy, rap flowy shit. So, I don't mean to call it shit, but in that world. And I would say that in the vein of showing multiple styles being tackled by the same person on a diverse project and to show her versatility, it's a very good tactical choice. On the other hand, I just don't know that I connect with this one on the sound as much, but lyrically it's fine. I don't have a choice. I got to run it up. I got me a little change, but it's just not enough. Thought I fell in love, but I found out it was lust. I felt like something was missing. It must have been trust. And like it's strong. You get the sense of growth that she's learning kind of about how to manage expectations and even just the idea of being able to identify love versus lust is a maturity that's really well beyond that of the average 21 year old. But the way she sings it, I honestly am glad I'm reading it because then I caught the message because I was I just found like it was hard for me to listen to just over the style, just because it's not my favorite sounds. However, what she's saying is is very potent and, and maybe like it, it totally makes sense to be the last song because it's like explaining a little bit how to be a little showing like the results of being self-aware. I don't like to talk about growing up because I had it rough, but you know good and well I'm not the one to play your pity on. Everywhere I go, I put my motherfucking city on. I'd be high, I'd be gone, I'd be right, I'd be wrong. And she just sounds like a human that's just passionate and whatnot. But the way she's doing it with the singiness isn't my favorite. The hook is alright. You know, she got woke up to a checky dig. Let me take a deep breath, I ain't going broke again. And I like the fact that in the lines before it, she's talking about how like she's moving forward, take a few steps forward, like six steps back, and she's not making it sound like it's the easiest thing in the world. And she's making it sound like a really long journey full of trial and error. I just, yeah, style of the music. Um, I like the second verse too. Sometimes I get distracted by madness. Why do tragedies happen? What if I'm not adapting? Friends posting pictures. I'm like, where was I when this happened? People looking at me funny. It's like money's the magnet. And I can relate to a whole bunch of that shit, like missing out on opportunities with friends, um, you know, not understanding how to process the world as we grow up and, and handle all sorts of different shits. And you start considering stuff in this social media world. I find I'm very guilty of some of the stuff that millennials get accused of that i would not like to be um but you know the way she's managing the flipper world and still accomplish is also something i can relate to i mean i'm not rich by any means but i have come a long way from where i where i come from when i started my journey and the level of independence and self-sufficiency i have it's probably more than people would expect by just looking at me um and i want it like that i'm totally fine with it just think the worst of me in terms of that regard but it's been cool to like grow and watch the changes watch the people from my past kind of hate me like what's being described in a lot of these songs and shit anyway i gave this song a 4.15 i think it's really well made for the world that it's in but it's told and the lyrics are really astoundingly relatable and some of the most relatable on the project but the sound is just not my favorite anyway that's the end of the review of rico nasty and kenny beats anger management
I give this album a 4.444. I take it with a grain of salt because anything that's under 20 minutes is kind of like its own little sphere. It shouldn't really be compared to the full-length projects because to keep somebody's interest for 18 minutes is a lot easier to do than 45. So I'm just saying that. I uh, that Just take that with a grain of salt with the grades and shit. Um, but I really like how this is a cool like showcase of the wide variety of styles she can do. Her writing is on point. On every song, she clearly understands multiple styles, how to ride different kinds of beats while retaining like this core sound of who she is. I'm really impressed by this project. It's definitely cool. Like I'm really happy that we have so many people in 2019 willing to push boundaries the way that we're seeing happen. And I would it like makes me want to hear what the next Rico Nasty project's gonna sound like. I don't know if it's like my favorite shit in the whole world, but this little anger management project is exceptionally well made and the rapping is tight. And like when you add in the fact that she's 21 and you consider what the other young people are doing, this is hella intelligent and wise and more in the spirit of educating people and like trying to make everyone rise together. So I totally support this shit. I would recommend it to anyone. On that note, thank y'all for watching this. I totally appreciate you coming here and taking some time out of your day to like actually see what I have to say about some shit. That means the world to me personally. Uh, feel free to leave any comments about anything that you saw along the way that you're you know excited to talk about. You can hit the subscribe button if you'd like. You can hit the like button if you'd like. You know, do the stuff that helps the YouTube know what's up. And if you do comment, I will personally respond to you and make sure that we can have a little chit chat. Uh, special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsey, GJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, Chris Prado, and Linda Williams. Their support will be due more directly. They helped us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums to review. And, you know, it's a fun process to grow like that, too. So if you want to help this channel become something more powerful, that's a great way to go about it. Um, and yeah, we make music too. I dropped a project recently. You can check out on this channel some of the stuff we're doing as we try to build out our little corner of the internet. Thank you for being here. We'll be sure to be checking out more uh, female artists in the near future. So feel free to tell us who we should be listening to. Have yourselves a wonderful day.